Hello everyone and what is going on out there and welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I'm your host Greg and you know I kind of wanted to level up like I said in my last episode and just included special people, guests that just bring a different type of flavor, a different type of energy to what we're doing here to the Man Cave Huddle and my special guest today is Mr. Lenny, my cousin. He is a former high school football coach, a high school football player, a star offensive lineman. He participated as an educator and was a teacher. What was it? It was in Queens, right? Uh, Long Island. There you go. In Long Island at a very prestigious high school. But then he figured he wanted to, he did a, a, a LeBron James that said he wants to take his talents elsewhere. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce my cousin Lenny. See, I don't have the cough button yet, so anyone out there that wants to sponsor, you can sponsor the fake class button. This is me literally like clapping by myself if you hear the echo. Len, what's going on, my one man? The, one of the best intros I've ever gotten. Listen, man, you 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 done a lot, and you should be credited, and people need to know, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, fam. I mean, you know, you you were an educator, star offensive lineman, and you were you were a coach at the at the all this at the same school, right? You got it. I mean, I've always thought of you. As um, somebody that was always articulate, a deep thinker, but you were always more so like a giver. You wanted, you're the type of person, you come off to me as um, everybody could be starving and you could be hungry. But if somebody else says that they're hungry, you give them your plate. And that's a great attribute to have because as we all know, God gives to the giver, takes from the taker. Ah. So, um, deep in the cave over here. Hey, <laughs> you know how we do. This is man cave huddle. So, uh, now that I got you in the cave, a couple things that you know, obviously, everybody's been talking about. So, let's uh get straight to the chase. One yeah. of them is uh, a topic I know you had a lot to say, it's an old topic now, but I just wanted to get your opinion on it. So, former NFL quarterback. Of the San Francisco 49ers, Colin Kaepernick has reached an agreement in with the NFL, and that I'm not, I, I, I'm not like a, a legal guy, so all we know is they cut the check, and he's not gonna say anything. Yep. Your thoughts? Yep. And the fact that they cut the check says a great deal about what we could speculate as to what happened, because we will never know. Um, but just the fact they cut the check says a lot because the one thing I do think about is Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And that is the the premier team. All, all allegiances aside, <laughs> mm-hmm. all allegiances aside, the, the, the Patriots are, are the, the premier team in the league. And Tom Brady is right now, uh, can you still say, arguably the best quarterback of all time? And they were trying to bury him. Yes. They were trying to bury Tom Brady. They went all out to get they him. They went all out to get him. And there were there was no talk of settlement. Let's let let's handle this offline. So the fact that there was so much hoopla around Colin Kaepernick and the NFL decided to settle speaks speaks volumes, I think. Um I, I agree with you in that for me when 
they went after Brady. They didn't care that it was public. They put it out there like, we don't even care if we're going to lose. We feel that this is worthy where we're just going to go all out. True. But then with Colin Kaepernick, for them to settle, that leads me to believe that Colin either had tape recordings, either video or something where they were like, oh, damn, this is really incriminating. I don't really think this is a good look for us. That proved maybe he has something where there was an email that said, look, let, could we all agree not to sign Colin? And he, maybe he got caught wind of that because I don't know how much he technically got, but the rumor is he got upwards to like, it was millions. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, like it's yes. over 50, but like who knows? Because it was him and Eric Reed that yeah. actually um, they both settled and they both got the check. So I don't know, maybe if it was one check, and they both get to like split it in half, but it was millions that he got to just you know go away. And when you think about that, I've always said since day one when Colin came out and he started kneeling and he wanted to bring uh, attention to police brutality towards minorities. Like for me, I always and people would look at me like, "What are you talking about?" I always felt like, okay. After we brought attention to it, what are we going to do after that? Because, you know, the days of like Malcolm and Martin, those were the days where we were like asking, where we were like, uh, well, Malcolm was a little bit more militant, but with Martin, he was more so like peaceful protest, kind of like what Colin's doing. And they were asking, they were politely knocking to where with Malcolm, he was a lot more militant. And I feel as though while we still asking it's almost like let's say you you have it like eaten let's say you you living at home and you're living with your parents and it's monday and you have it eaten and you go say mom is there anything for dinner on monday and she's gonna say no and then by wednesday you keep asking and she's like no there's nothing for dinner and on saturday you're gonna be on that like look is there anything for dinner because if there's not i'm gonna take care of myself i can't be eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every night and i feel like Colin, it was dope that he took a knee, but then what was like the end strategy? Because I feel like, okay, they paid him off. We brung awareness to it, but then what did we do to move forward? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think he brings up some great points. Um, one of the things that I'm not sure if Cap was kind of hoping to get more of his his colleagues to, to rally around him more than just kind of taking a knee or putting a fist up. Uh, because even... After he left the league, he started putting in work and started doing some things and, and, and put boots on the ground and started the, the Know Your Rights camp through his foundation and did a lot of work in that sense to kind of bring more awareness and put more work, as you say, behind just just the protest. I think there wasn't enough strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. Cap was out there. And yes, yeah, some players kind of went in solidarity with him. Yeah, they kind of put a hand on the shoulder yeah, a couple guys kind of went in there, but I think that he was kind of hoping the league or more players in the league, particularly black players in the league, which make up, what, 75%? <laughs> if not more, yeah. of NFL yeah. players. He was hoping that they would kind of flex their muscle back at the league and say, you know, hey, we, we run this. We, we were the guys that are doing this. And uh, that, that never really happened. I think mm -hmm. that's what I would have liked to have seen. I'm not sure if, if Cap had the expectation to, to want to do that. 
I'm not sure if he was just hoping for that or he hoped that his message would kind of carry on and instill that in others. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, it did kind of start, like you said, prolong the conversation, but it always is that what's next. Yeah. And I think we're still there with the NFL. Like, yes, yeah, something happened. Not, not a guy's know something happened, but now what? Yeah. You know, because now it's like they, they, they like you can't. All we could do is speculate and say, because nobody could talk on it now, that they all colluded to keep him out of the league, meaning that what he said was right. And what happens now? Like, do all the players, they're still, some are still kneeling, but there's no attention being brought to it. Right. And it's almost like, okay, we brought the uh, awareness to the police brutality, but not to be funny, to me, all that did was just, you you just see more videos on 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 Worldstar or on social media of blatant instances of police brutality or just straight up racism, either black to white, white to black, and whatever the case may be. But then it's like, it's almost like I feel like you're at a high school dance and you've been talking to a girl for like five or six songs and she's looking at you like, are you going to ask me for my number? And it's like, <laughs> that's where we at right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame because, you know, I'm not saying he was like a, a, a great quarterback. He was a good quarterback. He was a solid quarterback. And he's, he, there are a lot of quarterbacks that are playing now. He's better than. Absolutely. And he could be a backup holding a clipboard. Absolutely. You know, and it's a shame that, you know, whatever happens to him, um, it's going to go down like this for him. Right. You know? And so, you no, know, so the story goes is that, you know, that, there were offers made by the AAF that you yeah. know he he could he can kind of get some run there and his 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 price tag was too high. You, you know um, what it is? He wanted twenty million. That's probably what he was going to make in the NFL. And they were like, "Look, we don't know if we're going to keep the lights on next week, and you want twenty million, what? right?" So it was one of those like, "Look, man, um, we appreciate you. Um, maybe as an honoree or something, but we right. can't have you like on the roster." Right. So, but that, that's that's um, it's it's tough. It's hard. You know, I understand people are critical of Kaepernick for, you know, the drama that he might bring to a roster, a program, an organization, things like that. I understand that part. Mm-hmm. But one thing I don't get is how people who say that he is not skilled enough to be on an NFL roster in general. Like, people are saying he's not good enough to play NFL football. Like, I, that that I don't. I'm not saying he yeah. should be the starter of, th- you know, 30 out of 30 teams. Yeah, it, It's hard for me to understand that some of the quarterbacks we've seen yes. in the league that he is not better than some of these guys. Some of these guys shouldn't be starters. Yes. Let alone on a roster. And, and Cap I mean, is, is, home, is, is out, of, out of a job. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but being a Giants fan, they played the Washington Redskins. And I'm not going to say any names, but when their starting quarterback, Alex Smith, went out, they brought in two guys that weren't even in the league. Right. And you could see that. But I'm like, Colin could be... When those prior quarterbacks were in the league, Colin was better than them. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to bring in somebody off the street, why don't you bring in at least the best that you could bring in off the street? But, I mean, all right. I, I appreciate your thoughts, Glenn. Now, um, let's move along to um, a very hot-button issue, and that's uh, college basketball. Now, there is one superstar freshman, center, um, stretch forward, whatever you want to call him, Goes by the name of Zion Williamson, playing for the University at Duke, 
and during what they call the uh, the uh, the Battle of Tobacco Road, where UNC plays Duke, UNC had was playing at Duke, and 33 seconds into the game, Zion caught the ball, kind of flared across the free throw line, and blew out his shoe and did a split. And in the process of doing that split, his knee kind of bent awkwardly. And it was one of those, ooh, that didn't look too good. And luckily, it wasn't that bad. It was just a knee sprain. It wasn't a tear of any ligaments. But he didn't come back for the rest of that game. And at this point in his 20-some-odd game college basketball career, many people in the media, former athletes, former people that are in the media that were college athletes have said, look, he shouldn't play. He doesn't have anything else to prove. He should sit and solidify himself. Uh, he solidified himself as a number one pick, but he shouldn't jeopardize his financial future. What is your take to that? Uh, it's, it's a definitely a hot button topic. I, I kind of wish that I was in a position like that in my mm -hmm. lifetime. <laughs> It's, right? easy. it's easy for me to sit here uh, and talk about this. Man, <laughs> I hear you. Here's what you should do, Zion. You know, um, I wish I could I wish I could say that, but sitting from where I do sit, um throughout it's 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 hard for me to think about Zion Williamson as as a competitor to want to shut it down and and not finish the season. You know, the fact that he's already committed to Duke, he's he's clearly an integral part of their team. You know that that was a, a good game between UNC and Duke, but it, it it became more evident that Zion Zion is the guy on that team. You know, RJ RJ had a, had a, he didn't I mean play. in that game Barrett and Reddish yeah. they were like oh, they both had over twenty five points apiece, right? And Duke still lost by double digits, right? So that leads you that 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 just leads to the legend of Zion right, the right. king of Zamunda <laughs> that like he his exactly. presence there does a lot you it know does a whole lot and that game kind of tells you that so you know now that he's competed at, at at Duke for like you said 20 some odd games you know we're getting you know, we're a couple weeks away from March and you know how quickly does does he recover from this injury does he they Does said he, it was a grade one, meaning yeah. it was like the the uh, it wasn't terrible. So they 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 said he's day to day, right, right. You know, but is it gonna be one of those like day to day, like he'll be back soon, or is it like a Kawhi Leonard? We think he's clear, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, he and then it's like, yeah, I won't be back this year, or I come back for you a know, game, right? shut it down because I don't believe what the coaches are telling me. Exactly. So it's kind of hard to say now because. He has a lot of people in his ear now. Yeah. And now that he got hurt, yeah. you have you have NBA players now yeah. who are I mean, in your ear. And I'm sure they're on your phone now hitting you up. Man. You know, I'm sure it's more than just lip service with the media now. I'm sure some of these guys in the league have hit him up like, hey, think about this. You will be in the league next year. You will likely be the number one draft pick. Now, I don't want to interrupt you, but let me say this. Last year's number one draft pick, DeAndre Ayton, center out of the University of Arizona. He got a $44 million deal. $18 million of that is guaranteed. And the rest, and I think it's a, I, don't quote me, I think it's a four or five-year deal. And the rest of the money, he could probably make through incentives, you know, like Rookie of the Year, right. um, you know, statistical uh, achievements, things of that nature. And that's just the NBA money. That's not including the shoe money. So right. to your point right. with the NBA players, like, what do you think when they say 
look, there's a lot of money out there if you guarantee number one pick, bro. It's, it's yeah, it's <laughs> do, you, do you heed that? Do you heed that call? Because because to me, I look at it like, all right, I understand you want to be a competitor. You are a team guy. You sign up to play for the season, and everybody knows you're one and done. But what about the team, the culture, the camaraderie that you've created with your teammates? I get that angle, but then when you, when uh, an agent or not even maybe an agent speaks to your dad or your mom and says, "Hey, look, DeAndre Ayton made forty-four million last year. Like that's the right. max he can make off of his rookie deal, but he's really fully guaranteed eighteen. Let's round it up to twenty. Let's say the agent says to Zion's parents, and I have no evidence of this. Let's say a shoe company comes through and says, "Look." We're going to give Zion an $80 million um, sneaker shoe deal to sign with us. Now, you're talking $100 million before you've even bounced the basketball on the NBA court. And are you willing to gamble $100 million just to... You don't have to prove anything, but what are you really... I don't want to say what are you really playing for because you're playing to win and you sign up to do something you want to compete but what do you have to gain by playing right what is your opinion to that that's that's a great point what what do you some there there are some that say he still has much to gain because his stock will go up if he pushes due to the final four and and all that but but my thing is where zion is right now i don't think it matters i i think that his stock can only go down from here. He's he's done. Yeah. He's done so much already that I think even if he is not playing the rest of the season, if he Duke doesn't go far into the into the tournament, I think Zion Williamson is still a number one pick. I think the shoe deal still come. Mm-hmm. I think all of that still happens. So for him and and his family, I, I imagine that conversation is happening. We, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it has to be happening because people are just waiting for him to make the decision to say, "Hey, let, let's make this move. Let's sign these contracts and let's go." Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it. I see it happening. So, do you think he shuts it down, or do you think he continues to play? I think he continues to play. Yeah, I think he does. Me but too. But what I'm curious to see is, you know, does his uh, does his comp- does his level of competition change? Yeah, the intent. Yeah. Does his intensity like, play? Like, is he gonna go for that loose ball? Or is he gonna <laughs> die? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, is he diving to that front row and you know, and yep. Camden indoor? Like, is he? Yep. I, 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 that I don't know. I think he'll play. I think he'll play hard, but maybe treat it like an NBA All Star game. Like we playing, yeah. But I'm not gonna really play like that. You could get that's, by me. That's and curious d- like, to see. Yep. Because you know they played um, Syracuse the other night, and I seen him sitting on the bench, and he just had a look on his face that look. We could say what we want to say. He had that look like I should be out there playing. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Although my opinion would be, if that were my son, I would say, look, you could do what you want to do, but you risking a lot. The decision's up to you. You need my answer. I think you should shut it down. Right. I think all top 10, if you get that idea of like you're a guaranteed top 10 pick, I think you should go because, I mean, I should go. I think you should sit only because you don't get paid while you're in college. Right. Coach K gets all the credit, all the fame. He's making millions of dollars. And if you get hurt 
everybody's going to say that's a shame. It's terrible. This and that. And six months down the road when it's, you know, August and we're all talking about, you know, the Giants, are they going to be good again? Nobody's going to really be thinking about, you know, Zion Wilson and is his career being over because he tore his knee up. We're on to the next. And meanwhile, this is his life. Whereas, you know, it's the, 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 the NCAA, the coaches, they all get the money and all the accolades. But that's another conversation to have. Yeah. But um, I, I agree. I think he's going to play. But to your point, you know, he's a vicious dunker. He's very aggressive and explosive. I wonder if just that he, if he plays at a level 10, does he just, you know, I'm at a six or a seven. Right. Instead of averaging 20 some odd points, maybe he comes back and averages like, well, you can't average lower than what you were playing only because then people will say you can't play after right. an injury. But I like, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps he, he, he's, I, I think he's a two-way player. I think perhaps he tones it down on defense end. Yeah. I yeah. think he still gets his buckets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, like offensively, yeah, he's still balling. I think, balling, I think but he'll still play. Yeah, he'll keep his average, but I don't yeah. know if he's going to, you know, that one play we saw when my man jumped half, near, half near across the court for yes. a block shot. And blocked like, the three, right? <laughs> I don't right. think it felt like he right. was in the paint. Right. And the guy's like, he can't block this shot. He did a slow dribble, right. looked at the rim, put the ball up, shot it, and he looked at Zion like, Right. That was an amazing. That that kid is extremely talented. I mean, I'm a Duke hater. I'm a North Carolina <laughs> fan, but I respect the game enough, and right. I know talent when I see it. Right. And I think all them dudes, Reddish, um, Barrett, and um, Zion, those are three exceptional players that are going to go top five um, in this upcoming NBA draft. Now, um, moving right along. Speaking of, you showed me a um, little meme right before we came on. <laughs> I mean, this dude has been on every meme, every, everything, every, it started from like, it's terrible what happened to him to, all right, man, we just got to take this L. Mr. I don't want to say star, but the son of Lion. Leon, what's the father's <laughs> name again? I forgot sure. the dad's name. Everybody says I look like him though. And I, yo, I'm serious when I say this. Like men, women, all colors, all nationalities, young and old, literally will be like, do you know you look like, are you at one time I was walking out of the mall and this girl looked at me and she kept looking at me and I was like, why is like, there's something wrong with me? Like, like almost like it's my fly open type of deal. And she, we caught like that brief eye contact and she looked at me like, are you an actor? And I was like, no. Oh, because you look like that actor on Empire. Do you yeah. watch Empire? And I was like, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. I get it all the time. Mr. Jesse, Jesse Smollett, who, just to break, this, just to inform everybody if they haven't um, heard. So he landed in Chicago, is where they film Empire. And he landed late. And he, according to him, said that he got off the plane, went straight from the airport to get something to eat, and apparently um, while walking in the street was attacked by two individuals wearing um, ski masks, and they um, allegedly threw some racial slurs and some homophobic slurs towards him and also made some political comments about where they lean and what type of country this is, and they beat him up. And they put a noose around him and he went to the hospital with a noose around uh, him. And he said that he got attacked and then it came out 
And it almost felt like the information was leaking out day after day after day to the point where now Chicago PD is saying that this is all a hoax, that this was all set up because he was upset at the salary he was receiving while being a star on um, Empire. And add fuel to the flame, he received a letter days prior with uh, which came out to be Tylenol powder ground up, but they thought maybe it was like a chemical where he received the letter in the mail. And it was also saying that people hope that he dies, that he's a black N word. And it came out that he mailed that to himself. So now he's under like a whole bunch of different like legal trouble for that. So in terms of Mr. Jesse Smollett, my cousin Len, the floor is yours. Oh man, where where to begin? <laughs> where to begin? Uh, first, it's it, it's just, it's it's sad even the right word to say. I mean, it, the young fella had he was definitely on on the rise, and as as we hear the story, it's like you know, not this is like a publicity stunt. It's a kind of a ploy to get Empire to keep him on or, or pay him more money. I'm not quite sure how this would raise your salary. Um, But um, even if they're writing you off the show, you are now a superstar. Right? You are a talented guy. I I can't, I find it hard to believe that he would not find work soon after Empire's done. I mean, he, he, remember when he was hosting on, um, guest hosting for, um, uh, what is it? What's her name? The, The show on ABC. That comes uh, on every day at nine yeah, o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I can't remember um, what you're talking about. Yeah, but um, he was guest hosting there, and I was like, "That's almost like a, a platform that, like, look at Michael Strahan. Exactly. He went from a straight up football athlete went there, and then all of a sudden, boom, he exploded. Consistent, consistent check appealing to a wide, a wide range of an audience. You know that that's that's consistent bread, mm-hmm. and he blew that. All of it's gone. It just blew it, blew it for 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 something. Not as you know, as stories keep leaking, we keep, we're hearing something about now. You know, he 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 was he has a, a a drug addiction that he never tended to or something like that. Is one story I heard. And Kel- I'm sure it, it, not to cut you more. off. Live with Kelly and Ryan. Live with it's Kelly the show that I was talking about. Live with Kelly and Ryan. Because oh, Ryan Seacrest replaced uh, one of the greatest Super Bowl uh, defensive end players for the New York Giants. My man, Michael Strahan. But yes, <laughs> not, not to cut you Shout off, but you're talking about how what he did derailed right, him from right. where he was going. And he was, I mean, his, his, his stock was rising. And it's a shame that that he went this route. Um, and now as more stories are leaking, you're hearing about possible drug drug use. Or, Ecstasy, or drug yeah, addiction, I heard that too. Things like that. And, you know, with, with that kind of narrative, you might hear some things about, you know, depression uh, mental health concerns, things like that. Like, I, I, I won't be surprised if that comes out in the narrative as well. Mm-hmm. And the sad part about it is, if it's true, who will believe it now? Because of everything that's happened. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, are you saying this just to get out of it? Right. Because you didn't think it, this was gonna blow up the way that it did. Right. And that, and that's that's probably the biggest shame of it all. Unfortunately for him, people are blaming him now because. When people, particularly in the black community, the black gay community, do come out with, with things about, you know, hate crimes, whatever else, they're, they're not going to be as believed. Now, can we can we blame Jesse Smollett for that? 
know, but they you know how the internet works. <laughs> and, yeah, and it is it is going to guilty kind of point, until proven innocent. Absolutely, and it's going to keep pointing back to that, and and he's getting a lot more heat than he probably deserves um, from a lot of different places. Yeah, because at yeah. the end of the day, you know, he still he still set this up on himself, like. <laughs> The guy attacked, had a stage an attack on on himself. Right. Like I mean, uh, <laughs> and then like you know, it, it, it came out and the memes were like real funny. But then once the details of what came out, right. like I'm not a criminal, but we've all seen movies and we all know like some of the basic fundamentals to the criminal life just by watching movies and TV shows. I'm not trying to knock my man for what he like try to do but when you're committing a crime writing a check is not <laughs> the best thing you want to do to pay off a criminal activity you know what I'm saying that's something where you maybe go to the ATM right. and, 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 and take out and another thing too cash like, no paper trail man right <laughs> and this is another thing I heard that um, and this could be like not factual so don't quote me I'm just paraphrasing he was like he was paying these two guys 4,000 so 2,000 a piece he gave them like you know how you gotta pay a little bit now a little bit later right. the check was for 3,500 right okay if the job is $4,000 and I'm paying you thirty five hundred. If I'm these dudes, I'm like, why am I even gonna do the job? I'm cool with the thirty five hundred. Right. So like, even in just that aspect, like, let's say you gotta have gotta have like a plumber come over, and he's like, the job is like three hundred dollars. All right, here's a hundred, and when you finish this job, I'll give you two hundred. Right. But he was like, all right, the job is three hundred. Let me give you two eighty, and then when you're done, I'll hit you up with like. But I mean, just that, I was like a check. Right. A check. Right. That's almost like 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 you on the street trying to buy crack <laughs> and you're like, yo, uh, can I write you an IOU? Right. And then on top of that, you're asking for a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> is you're this a write-off? Can for... I use this as a write-off? <laughs> right? That's what it just seemed like. It just oh, seemed like man. it was a mess. And it's like, can this is this is this is too outlandish to be true. Right, and it ended up being now the guys in custody. And it's like, ah, oh, well, I guess, yeah, I guess man. it is true, because it almost felt like, all right, these dudes are they really, um, like these two Nigerian guys, are they really telling the truth, or are they just being, you know, uh, how should I say, swayed by the police to maybe lie to prove this case, and just the evidence and everything that was coming out, and it's just and. There are people saying that the check was for that for him to pay these guys to train him, like as personal trainers. And when you see these two dudes, I mean, like that is believable only right. because the they don't these two guys don't look like they've missed a protein shake lately. <laughs> but right. it's just like you know, um, just everything that transpired. It's just hard to believe. I mean, to me, when I first heard of the story, I was like, man, that's awful. That you know, he's a victim of. Um, a getting jumped, B racism, and C like you know just a, a, a gay attack, and then the, I was like, two guys were in ski masks. I was like, is this 1999 and like Biggie's time or something? Yeah. Were they like you know motivated to like who wore ski masks nowadays? A, and then B, I was like a noose, 
Now, if you got jumped and needed to go to the hospital, are you still going to have the noose around you? True, too. Like, that would be something where everybody has a phone. I would tell somebody, look, take this phone, take a couple pictures of me before I go to the hospital and I get cleaned up just so I have evidence of I, I'm really this hurt. But, um, yeah, like, to me, when all the things started coming out every day, you, it, it almost felt like a basketball game where it was like, yo, there is under a minute left, but we have a five-point lead. We're in good shape. And then each day transpired, each day transpired, each day transpired to the point where it was like, yo, there's 20 seconds left in the game, and we're down by 15 points. And people are thinking we're going to win this game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, I'm going to hold out hope with you. I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm yeah. holding the whole, out hope with you, but I know what's going to happen, so I'm not going to be shocked. But to me, I'm just like, right. what did you, like, what did you, even if it worked, so you got jumped and beat up, and you received this hate mail, so Empire was supposed to keep you on because of this? Right. Like, like, to me, maybe if he would have, I don't know, like, done so. you know what people do nowadays, straight up hit up IG and just complain, like, vent and you could lie and say, hey, I was high. I was drunk. I turned my phone on and I was rambling and I was complaining about my job status. I apologize for that. But then people are like, would inquire how much is he making? That's how true. much, you know what I'm saying? That, plant, like, plant that's the the, the, the a common that route yeah. that a lot of people do where it's like, you know, just look drunk and then just blame it on alcohol. It's yeah. just I, I, it's similar to Colin Kaepernick. What was his end game? Because now they're saying that they're filming now. They were saying that um, he's not fired off the show, but now he's not going to be included in the last two episodes. Right. And I'm sure, and I have no proof of this, but what's going to happen is if he's found guilty of any of this, um, he's probably going to have to need, I don't think he's going to do jail time, a heavy fine, treatment, at a facility yeah. and Empire will unfortunately write him off the show and he's probably going to have to duck down for six months until all this blows over and then come back and right his wrongs and he's talented because on the show he was singing he was acting I mean um, it's just unfortunate man it is unfortunate but I I do agree I do agree with you I think that you know sometimes when, when things happen to to public figures, celebrities, you think, oh man, this is it. And in six months' time, <laughs> yeah, to a year, right? They, they're they're back. Yeah. They're back and people have short memories and they forget, or even if they do remember, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um I mean, there's so many stars that have had yeah. negative things happen. But it's almost like if you just admit you're wrong, do just for that pocket of time, you just have to take all the hate. And then when you come back, just be very contrite, humble, because people love two stories I see in America. They love to see the the come up where you came from nothing and you became something. But then they'd like to see when you're on top, the fall from being all the way on top to being nothing. So right now he's experiencing the second story. That's true. You know, that's true. And, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a put out a hot take. Yeah. When this all does blow over and he's back, he will be on power. 
Ooh, <laughs> that is a hot take. Fifty. That is 50, a hot take. Fifty Cent being Fifty Cent mm. will be petty, and mm. he will get he will get Jesse on his staff and on his team. Because you know, everybody <laughs> says power and empire. The only difference is on um, power, it's way more sexual, violent, and and raw with the language. Where on empire, it's a lot more flossy. And extravagant, yep. but it's like that's the difference between HBO. Um, I should say HBO because it's not an HBO. It's the difference between cable and um, a major network. Yeah, but you're right, man. And you know, Fifty and if Fifty ever hears this, that would be great. But I'm not <laughs> insulting Fifty when I say this. Fifty is we all know is petty. He is Mr. Petty Pendergrass. He is part of the Petty Posse. You know what I'm saying? And hey, I'm like, I, I could be like that too. So it's not one of my best attributes, but I could be like that too. But, but 50 is one of them dudes where it's like, he will go that far yep. to send the message. Like, did you really have to, did you get the message? Yeah. Okay then. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like he's that exactly. type of dude. That's wow. It's right up his alley. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if this happens, you got to understand that Lenny called it right now. <laughs> Jesse Smollett is going to be a character on power. Now, it might not be a main character. He might do like um, one of those in for two or three episodes and then gets killed off. But we never know. Never know. Never All know. Right. So um, as we're coming towards the end of this podcast, Lenny, I want to ask you a couple questions just to, because, you know, this is lifestyle, sports, and entertainment. So um, let me ask you a question about sports, mm -hmm. whether it be live or watching it in um, on TV or however. Tell me what your greatest sports experience you've had in your life. Wow, that is a great, great question. Now, you are a coach, so it could yeah, be that. Yeah. It could be watching a great game. You were at a great, like, whatever whatever it is. What is your greatest sports experience you've had in your life? Greatest sports experience I've had in my life. Um, I've had some really great experiences. When I think about, I guess, from a coaching perspective, it's different than being a player, being, being a fan. So it's... It brings up different emotions, but the first thing that comes to my mind, maybe because we're talking about basketball earlier, is um, being in Madison Square Garden mm. uh, some years ago, but it was back in the day when the Knicks were actually good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hear you. The Knicks were actually good, and they were playing the Miami Heat. Now, the Miami Heat at that point in time had- Who was on that? Yeah, I was about to had, ask you. Had a point guard by the name of Tim Hardaway. Mm, not the Hardaway Tim, that's playing now. That's His right. Daddy. Tim Hardaway Sr. Okay. And that was a killer crossover, Tim, mm. so Google that. Wait, 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 hold on. Not only the killer crossover, you know, a lot of people, and we're, gonna, we're not forgetting about this, segueing real quick, mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about the Harden step back. Yeah. People need to Google Tim Hardaway. Yes. If you don't know who Tim Hardaway Sr. is, Google Tim Hardaway step back J. Because anybody that knows basketball knows I'm right when I say right now. Hardaway perfected it. To where you can make a three and has made a, a, a MVP candidate out of himself. But Tim Hardaway Sr., the originator of Absolutely. the Step Back J. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about he your was, greatest sports experience. He was a killer, man. And there was a game at the Garden. And it was an important game, you know, fighting for playoff position. And 
Harder was one of those guys where no matter what kind of game he had, if the ball was in his hands in the final seconds of the game and he put that shot up, like you had to believe that it was going in because Knicks fans have seen it happen too many times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those who have not been at Madison Square Garden for a Knicks game when they're hot, I mean, it is quite the experience. You could feel the electricity in the air. The Knicks were up by two with, I mean, less than two seconds left. And Miami inbounded the Ooh. ball from their side of the court. And Tim Hardaway heaved up, you know, three-quarter court prayer. Oh, no. And the garden was silent. Uh-uh. And it was amazing how everyone was just watching that ball sail in the air and watch it kind of catch back iron and, and kind of rattle out. And then the explosion of the celebration oh. of the... <laughs> I thought you were about to say, it rattled out and then went and hit the backboard no, and went in. Okay. It was just like amazing to see how, how even though it was a prayer of a shot, because Tim Hardaway took it. Yeah, it was taking the shot. And because it was the Heat and the Knicks, it mm-hmm. was like, yo, this might go in. And we had time to think about it because it was just floating up there mm. and hanging and hanging and just watching the, you know, the see, seeing the whole other side of the garden explode and people have who don't know each go, other. Yeah. yeah! It was just, it was, all like 30,000 people yeah, say yeah all at once. Absolutely. As, as a... As a maybe a lifelong Knicks fan, that was that was an awesome experience to be a part of at the Garden. So that was that was probably one of my my favorite, my most like probably one of my best sports experiences. Dope, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. Um, I mean, I didn't say on my last episode. I mean, uh, for me, one of uh the dopest experiences I've ever had, um in my life was and it taught me a lesson taught me a lesson in life um it was and it's not even in football it's a baseball game i was work um i still work for yes obviously but i was uh, a runner and this was like early in my career when i was like working my way up at the bottom and it was when pedro martinez was and it was the year that the Boston Red Sox beat the Yankees in that epic seven game series. Mm-hmm. And Pedro Martinez, I was working the game, I'm in the media box, and I could hear like it was so loud. I was like, Hello, like I'm literally saying hello to myself, and I can't hear myself think, right? That's how loud it was. Yeah. And he's on the mountain, and he's like, Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your daddy? And you hear that, and it was so loud, and everybody. And here's Pedro Martinez, this, um, and I'm not knocking, this is what he is, this 5'10, um, maybe 170 pound, 165 pound, dripping wet Dominican pitcher, steps on the mound. And I mean, it's, you're in the Bronx, you're feeling all that energy, just like, and it was so. You could feel it. <laughs> and for me, I was like, there's no way that Boston's going to win this game. Like, there's just too much energy. And he just went in, got on the mound, very matter of fact, didn't acknowledge any of the crowd, and just mowed the Yankees down in that game to the point where, like you were saying, how it was so loud, and when he took the shot, it was quiet, and then that eruption it was like a complete eruption. Like I'm talking before the game, yeah. people were starting chants before the game. And <laughs> it was like 
during the game and the performance and towards the end of the game, it was so quiet and it taught me a lesson in how powerful your mind can be in the mental strength that you really need to have to not just a physical athlete to be great. Cause I was like, yo, this dude wasn't flexing. And there was a point where the, I don't want to say the game was a hand, but it was like, yo, are we going to be able to hit Pedro Martinez? Like we're not doing anything. We might lose this game. And that showed me right there. Like where I am in life, I know I don't like, but I just need to have and the faith and the mental strength and just a, 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 a work ethic of just grinding, man. Because yeah. sometimes when you don't know what to do because you're so confused about life and everything, all you could do is grind. That's That was a catalyst for me for that, man. That was a real big time moment for me and showing me like, you got to like really just grind. And I was just, I was like, man, that, that, that really, it was impactful for me. That's a great point, man. More than just talent. Right? Yeah, more than just talent. Yeah, man. That's sometimes it's like, you know, when, when you know, you being a head coach, sometimes when like a good team plays a team that they know they should beat and that other team wins, the other team knows that, you know, they're more talented. It's just, we're going to make this game as hard as it could be for you. Right. And then we'll see what happens in the end. And sometimes that's how you got to approach life. Yeah. You got to approach life with that. I'm going to literally try as hard as I can and let let whoever your supreme being is write all the details for you. But you yes. have to bring maximum effort. Absolutely. Now, uh, another thing I want to ask you, you know, um, when it comes to sports, especially the way sports you can capture and receive sports now, there's so many ways, the tablet, mm -hmm. the iPhone, the iPad, the, the, the laptop, TV, um, have you ever had been in a situation where it was a either a Netflix and chill or <laughs> look the game is on and we can chill and we're gonna chill but we gonna chill watching this game so what I'm asking you is have you ever had to make that decision uh, short answer, yes. Yes, I have. And I, people who know me know that I, I, I will make sacrifices every now and again. H however, uh, there are times when, you know, the game is on and I'm a, hey, you can watch the game with me, but this is what's going to occupy my time. And, uh, because <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those, like, I, I, I love you, but right. they've been around before you have, yes, and this is a big it. game right you now. You know, that's what I, you know, I, I love this team a lot longer than they're going to be here after you leave me. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, look, the Giants were around before you were. I'm not saying, you, you, I'm not saying the love ain't there, but I've been loving them a little bit longer. Yes, I, I, so I will say yes, I, I've been on that side. Um, but anybody who, who who knows me and cares about me and you've been that close to me in my life, you you will have to understand. <laughs> yes. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 you will have I'm, to understand. If that bothers you, then it wasn't going to work out anyway. <laughs> you fam no I'm, I'm with that i completely agree oh, with you yeah, absolutely um for me you know anybody that knows me knows that how much i love sports and it's like if there is like the game you know um 
we could go out to eat. Is there going to be a TV on there? Right. <laughs> or let me charge my phone and what's the Wi-Fi password here? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But um, Lenny, my man, my cousin, thank you, man. I appreciate you for coming on the Man Cave Huddle. Definitely my pleasure. Being, um, you know, a, a, a family guest, being a, a, a real life cousin. We're not like cousin, like he's my boy, like our fathers or <laughs> brothers. So like we're actually because you know how a lot of people say we're yeah, cousins and not my cousin, like, that's my cousin. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like our fathers are brothers. So this is like a blood thing right that's here. That's right. So um, yeah, man, I thank you for coming on my yeah, podcast. Absolutely, and, my pleasure. And just you know taking the time out of your schedule to just make this happen, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate your me, opinions. I appreciate your thoughts. And I want to end this episode like I do with every episode with a positive quote. And um, the positive quote that I have for today's episode is this. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. The again, meaning again, of again, life. Remember that again. One more time. Right? The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, everybody.